0: Welcome to the best of guys in shorts. Man. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah. Happy New Year! Woo. Happy New Year. Good stuff. <laughs> we are uh, doing all our favorite episodes before uh, next week when we unveil our new format. Wow. We we got something pretty exciting, I think, uh, cracked up for everyone. Listen, we don't spend all this time at B dubs and Winna Park and we're
1: not <laughs> yeah. come at you <laughs> with something. Still we've only B-dubs been here for, for five weeks. Yeah. We've locked ourselves yeah. in the uh, barn.
0: This tab is going to be expensive. (laughs) Who's paying? Not it. Not (laughs) Not it. it. I don't know. I'm still thirsty. Uh, (laughs) Ben's it. Wow. Well done. So for this episode, I think think we might all agree that that the coolest thing is getting to talk to some people who you you hear in the media, players. We've talked to Shea Cotton. We've talked to Ed O'Bannon. We've talked Eddie Lewis, Eddie Lewis yeah. as as you may have heard a couple weeks ago when Lakers we played Nation. that one. Yeah, Lakers Nation, King. yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, Josh Guessman Got to yeah. mention him as we're obligated by the deal that <laughs> Hammer made with by the devil. Law, I, I think, mean, Josh Guessman right? and yeah, our common law marriage requires, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's or that's Eric so has to get
2: a belly button ring. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh,
0: but You're Mike Arajo, we yeah, got to yeah, mention Mike yeah, Araujo. one yeah. of the greats. but I mean, I feel like nothing against any of them and all the other interviews we had but but if you're from southern california interviewing matt money smith that yes. was a thrill not only from the sports perspective but from his k rock roots yeah and and just the the he's a staple
2: yeah. and that's the, the people that he knows it's like when you listen to adam carolla and he talks yes. about the jimmy kimmel stories you know and yeah and the fact that you know it's first hand knowledge and that you know he worked with those guys and and for him to share those types of stories with, with guys that are starting a podcast, you know, somebody so established to spend time with he guys like us. He took the time for us, It uh, yes. was wonderful. And, and so we want to definitely, you know, give props out to him for, for you know, putting us on the map in, in some respect. And, and we, we you know, we feel like we prepared well for that show and we had a great time. And, and
1: this was one of my favorite interviews as well. Agree, And I think what this show does, and especially kind of with the timing with us coming back next week, this kind of shows... You know, a little bit of a tease on where our show is heading because Matt Money Smith, although he's rooted in sports and is a sports guy, he has a very interesting career beyond that into music and into other interests. And I think, you know, that kind of shows where we're going to go with it because, yes, we love our L.A. sports, but there's so much more than that. And I think this episode shows... Where you can still be rooted in sports and still spread your wings beyond. I that. can't wait to talk about Taylor Swift in the uh. first episode. Uh,
3: uh. <laughs> Is that a teaser? <laughs> oh, please it a teaser. So <laughs> Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande, so which one? Oh,
2: Taylor Swift for sure. She's she's got a much better repertoire of music. <laughs>
0: all right, all right, I'm in. I'm Thank in. you for not referring to her as you usually do in T Swift. <laughs> It's T-Swizzle. That was just for us, T-Swizzle. Jeff. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, uh, Hammer. Though you put together a list of our, our favorite episodes, and and we didn't have time to go through all of them. Well, why don't Why don't you go through a couple that, that we that honorable mentions? Well,
1: you kind of mentioned them already, but but I'll I'll mention them again. Definitely with our guests Ed O'Bannon, uh, Shea Cotton. Do you have episode numbers on those? Yeah, so people yeah. Can find if you want to go back and listen to those, Ed O'Bannon was episode 104. Gave some great, great insight interview. in the NCAA. Shea Cotton was episode 14. So early on, you know, we got to speak to the man-child himself. Yeah, we to go to the premiere, went to so, the premiere, and yeah. that
0: was a fun episode because we also did our favorite sports yeah, movies, we which was our a sports fun, movies. fun That's right, yeah. topic.
1: Yeah, yep. we, we also have our, our own Olympics, so when the Summer Olympics were going on, oh, yeah. we challenged each other. Ben so. pulled
2: a hemi. I did pull yeah. the hamstring on that yeah. one, yeah. You know, it sucks when you get to be in your late 30s and you still feel mentally you're in your 20s. If
1: you want to hear more, listen to that episode. <laughs> so that was episode 24, and if you want to continue to listen to Ben struggle athletically, you can listen to the spring training episode. Oh,
4: oh. Episode oh I was drunk
1: i completely uh, forgot about that so good yeah and then yeah we had mike arajo on that was episode 55 uh we had our L- all la team that was a, a popular one where we did game of thrones or soccer player that's a personal oh yes of mine. yes uh, you know fun fact about that episode that was the first time i introduced you guys to zlatan ibrahimovic
3: Oh, that's true. And and he's
1: definitely most, from Game of Thrones. Most of you thought he was from Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so that was episode 11, so that was super early on. Our Vin wow, Scully that tribute, amazing. that was episode uh, 31. Good old Vin. Uh, uh, Lucha, Lucha Vavoom.
3: that was oh. one of my favorites Lucha. heading when out. When are we getting back there?
1: That was episode 77 and a half. You guys, that didn't yeah, count. We all need to go I went back rogue on that episode. Oh, yeah, that's that's was,
3: that was actually one of my favorite uh, on the road things that we did. Yeah. Um, uh, just great I mean the show is awesome so if you ever get a chance if you're in LA go check it out and check out the episode as well yeah and then speaking
1: with Rita on it as well so she gives the background on what exactly that show is and it's still going so that's kind of an evergreen episode because if you ever want to go check it out it's still going on and listening to that episode Is a lot of fun, so that's kind of in between episodes seventy-seven and seventy-eight, and then we have our anniversary shows. So our our, uh, one-year anniversary was your favorite, right, Ben? You love me. I declined to comment on anything (laughs) moving forward. So Ben hates the live shows. Yeah, once the alcohol gets flowing and you you get me in front of a crowd, Ben Ben does not like. Let's just
2: say we've done one hundred and thirty-five better episodes.
1: (laughs) Of course, day. as I'm contractually obligated to mention, our Josh Gessman episode. Right. Uh, oh, he's yeah. actually of our course. most of course. our most decorated guest. He's been on three different episodes.
0: I like that. So, I mean, Is that
1: right? I think he's technically a guy he's in like shorts.
0: He's like the Tom Hanks to the SNL yeah, there you go. Of, our, uh, uh, of our
1: Guys in Shorts yeah. program. He
0: either so, that or Eric's getting paid on the side listen, to mention him You just him mind your business over there. There you go. Cover
3: this b tab. That's just some yeah, of them. Can well, I add just two more? The Eric—I don't know what the episode numbers are, but you, can, go, you can scroll through. Eric Pincus and the Shohei Otani author. Oh yes. Author. Yes. Both of those. Yes. Uh, it, I mean, with Eric Pincus, you gotta—you know—gotta love numbers. So if you love numbers, you'll love him. But the Shohei Vic Ohtani. Which Vic does? Uh, in, interview with, was absolutely amazing. Yeah, the guy yeah. was a really good interview. Uh, gave us some insights on Shohei, and uh, you know, check it out. My yes. favorite
1: part of the Eric Pincus is he made fun of us at the very end. <laughs> he was like, and uh, you know, goodbye to all seventeen of you who are sitting in that room. <laughs> five guys in a room talking yeah, over each other. Well, I guess that may have been a little much if you're calling in.
0: <laughs> oh man, good good stuff. Well, happy new year, gentlemen. Looking forward to the year ahead and uh, and the next chapter in guys in shorts.
2: And I'm hoping 2019 is the year we finally interview Carl Malone. <laughs>
0: Oh, hey, wow. make it, make to it happen. You know what? Make I'm gonna, it happen.
3: I'm going to work on it. Speak
2: yeah. it into existence. I don't think he has a Twitter account, so I don't yeah. know how I'll yeah. reach out to him, but I'm yeah. going to try. All you got to do is talk to
0: James Whitlock, <laughs> he'll ah. make it happen. Listen, field trip to Utah. We're there. There we go. Uh, without further ado, please enjoy our interview with the one and only Matt Money Smith. Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles. As we do every week, we're bringing you everything you want to know in L.A. sports. Blah, blah, blah. Let's get right to it. Follow us on Twitter, at (laughs) Guys in Shorts L.A.
3: This is a big one, guys. This is a big one, guys. I want to get
0: right to it. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Victor Costello. I feel like I missed something. Oh, yes, you did. Darren Besa. What's going on? Yeah, Ben Garcia. Hoop-de-hoo. And Eric, the man, the legend, the Portuguese hammer himself, (laughs) Vieira.
1: Money, 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 money. Money. Money! Oh, wow, oh. the five-part. I wasn't even going was Yeah, try to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we have a big puberty.
0: time guest today, people. Woo. We're uh, we already recorded the interview. Full disclosure, Matt Money Smith. What? Matt Money Smith, Vic, you missed it. Why didn't it. you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> we did. We just got your texts. They were just a little late. <laughs> you need to upgrade from that iPhone 3. Uh, seriously. Uh. <laughs> so so we just had an interview with Matt Money Smith, the consummate professional, amazing yep. guy, took, took about 45 minutes with us, which he had no reason to do Absolutely. other than just to support local, uh, and I use the word loosely, talent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Hammer set this up Yeah what, How did this happen? How yeah. did you get Matt Money Smith on our little Ma and Pa from Kansas podcast? <laughs> it's hey, we're a, growing, it's, we're because, growing. Right.
1: it's because we're just that good We're that well known
0: Well, right. We are that good I <laughs> Well, be
1: recently uh, Petros and Money had an interview with Tiger Woods So, uh Matt naturally was excited about that interview and you'll hear a little bit more about his affection for Tiger Woods. So he was posting videos from the interview and I just reached out from our guys in shorts account and said, Hey, Matt, big fan. Would love to have you on the show sometime. And money being the the good guy that he is responded, Sure. Let me know anytime. Be willing to do That's it. It's amazing. And, you know, just what the fact that he dude. reached out. What a what a good dude. And we, we had a misconnection a little yeah. bit and you so guys didn't let me
0: forget we do, it. We do actually need to <laughs> fill everyone in on that. But before we go there, Eric, can
3: you do me a favor? Can you reach out to Gal Gadot and see if we can get her? <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I'm oh, yeah. just going to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. Gal? <laughs> what does she have to do with I, sports? I, I already have her that in my, doesn't matter. my
1: contacts.
0: She should have just said something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. What was it? About a month ago, Hammer yeah, few, says, Olympics hey,
1: were still going on,
0: guys." I think I got Matt Money Smith to call in. I'm, I'm not sure, but but I think I got him. And anyway, fast forward <laughs> to the night of recording, we'd you know we'd written out all our questions, we'd outlined the show, we'd put all the planning into it, and and no call, <laughs> and and Hammer sends him a, a DM on Twitter. He says, oh, you know, it was during the Olympics. Yeah, there was a hockey game going on. Yeah, He was busy. Something was going on, and he's like, you know, I'm real sorry, whatever. And so, of course, ever since then, we have given Hammer nothing but crap (laughs) for (laughs) completely (laughs) dropping the ball on the money interview. Uh, But you came through, buddy. Well,
1: to be fair, Matt came through, you know. He's the one yes, who, he who gave his yes. time, and he did us yes. a solid.
0: You're still uh, a screw up. Yeah. Matt is absolutely the one that came
1: through. I'll own that.
0: <laughs> no, no hammer. Well done. Way to uh, way to step it up. So next up, Ben's going to get Mitch Kupchak for us. That's I what like I hear. Now that we're I'm trying. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ben's idea for an interview. Let's get Mitch cut. He's not doing anything. I'm still trying to get his email. <laughs> he has a razor phone still. Yeah, yeah. get his address and send him a Pony Express letter. Or I something. could. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's jump right in and get to our interview with Matt Money Smith. If you're a sports fan who's been in Los Angeles longer than a minute, then our guest needs no introduction course, we're going to do it anyway. He started his sports broadcasting career on the Kevin and Bean Show. He's hosted the Lakers pre-half and post-game on KLAC. Currently, you can see him on NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network, and you can hear him during the football season calling Chargers games on KFI. You can also hear him every weekday on AM570 as one half of the Petros and Money Show on the phone with us, taking time out of his incredibly busy schedule, Southern California treasure, Matt money smith Woo! Yeah. all
5: right well thank you jeff eric darren i uh, man i wish i was in there for that, oh, uh, that kind of introduction that would have been fantastic
1: thanks yeah. for having me guys
0: absolutely well we're we're drinking a little whiskey on your behalf here i i hope uh, oh yeah what are you drinking we
1: we got some uh, old camp
0: old camp right now yeah that's our whiskey. this episode brought Very to good. you by old camp whiskey Old
5: Camp Whiskey, now, is there, uh, is there like a rule? Is it like um, Anchorman where you guys got to polish that thing off and that's when the show <laughs> oh ends or God. anything like that?
0: Uh, there wasn't, but there is now. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah.
5: This interview will go on until you guys finish that bottle <laughs> oh, of Old Camp yeah. Whiskey.
0: Yeah, we've had a few. We are in
1: trouble. <laughs> we've had a few live yeah. Live shows where we've regretted the alcohol intake.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funny because we actually we we limited ourselves knowing you were going to call in because uh, you know we wanted to be uh, coherent and professional. Sure. but now that we know you're okay <laughs> with it, not anymore. Yeah. Get drinking, boys. Set it up again. <laughs> done and done. Where's my glass? So once uh, once Eric told us you might be calling in, which uh, we were all thrilled with. Little skeptical, like, like any good <laughs> podcast hosts. We instantly went to Wikipedia to do you know research so we could sound professional. Your Wikipedia page is grossly inadequate. We need to fix that. I feel
5: like... Well, here's what happened, and this is Jeff, right? Yes. So here's here's what happened. It used to be just ridiculous. People would mess with it all the time. Uh-huh. And it was... And I, so I don't know if it's something Wikipedia did, if it's something NFL Network did, if it's something the Chargers did, or iHeartMedia. <laughs> Whichever entity I work for, for whatever reason, must have shut it down. Because at one point... I was a minor league pitcher in Maine, <laughs> and another, I was a craps table, I was like a craps boss, a pit boss in, in the craps section of the Nevada Palace in Vegas, like, <laughs> oh, wow. it has gone through so many iterations, and for whatever reason, I don't know when it happened, but it just got straight shut down, and and clearly somebody must have done that. I,
0: that's even cooler than if it yeah. was just inadequate. That's oh, yeah. awesome. We're gonna have to readjust yeah. our intro to say,
1: and pit boss, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you
0: you like the Doseckis yeah. Dos guy. You know what? Most if I was the
5: doseki's guy, the I'd be the reason why they canceled that campaign. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> that's, the, I believe that, that's how interesting that old man was it. is that they had to end it when he decided to leave. <laughs> yeah,
0: but then they started right back up with some guy that, that it didn't even make sense. <laughs> Like yeah, the, he's
5: too handsome. Weird, you yeah, know, the awesome. other guy was not that the other guy wasn't handsome, but he was, you know, a little bit yeah. older. And you're like, OK,
1: a nah, more nah, this, 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 there's something here. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of some of the research, we ended up going outside of Wikipedia and we found a website called WikiNetWorth. Uh, You know, everyone goes to WikiNetWorth for all their info on, uh, you know, your your radio. (laughs) But I I just thought this bio was was excellent. So I wanted to share it with you. Uh, Matt Money Smith is the Hammond native and was born on 28th, August 1973. The American sports personality who currently ages 44 is the father of three, but hasn't revealed anything about his early childhood and parents. Matt belongs to the white ethnicity and stands suitable height, which complements his lean body shape. No,
0: I don't. I don't know. Have you read who, that? <laughs> no. We found didn't know. know about it. We had to read it. It was the most ridiculous thing.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's very flattering. <laughs> I don't know if that they're just if that's
1: euphemizing that I'm that I'm not tall or that I'm not fat. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I think there was there was definitely some second language issues going on, but yeah, it, it was too good not to share. I had to share that
0: with yeah. you. That is good. So let's uh, let's get into some uh, some meat and potatoes here. So we'd love to start back with Kevin and Bean. I've I've listened to Kevin and Bean since since I was in high school, and that was kind of kind of the heyday, and when you and Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla were all there. And how'd that come about?
5: Well, um, it was kind of you know it was kind of luck, and it was just and it was sort of timing. And at the same time, I you know I had to interview. There were a lot of people that were. Um, interviewing for the position that I ended up getting hired for. So I guess a little bit of it was also earned. But I was at Pepperdine at the time. It was my junior year. I had been an intern at Polygram Records for about six months. And the, uh, the person that I worked for, Vicki Lieben, who actually just passed away, she was just an awesome mentor, you know, just legend in the record business, happened to know the person that ran K Rock. And he had mentioned that they were going to create a new position on um, the Kevin and Bean show that instead of using interns as kind of their wacky, you know, do everything, answer the phones, whatever kind of crap the guys needed during the show, you would do, they were going to make that a paid position. And did she know anyone? Did she have anyone that was working around the office that might be interested? And she immediately thought of me. Um, so I interviewed for that position. My, again, that was my So it was 93 that I interviewed for that and I happened to get the call back that uh, they were going to give me the job, and I'll just kind of limit this so you guys can jump to your own conclusions of the, the state of mind <laughs> I was in. I got the uh, the return call uh, while I was waiting to go into the Silver Bowl for my second of three dead shows in the summer of 1993. <laughs> oh, so wow. I can re- yeah, I can remember A like this, this rush of panic that came over me <laughs> when I answered the phone, And it was like, hey, Matt, it's Frank Murphy from the producer from the Kevin and Bean show. Uh, Do you have a minute to talk? (laughs) It was just like, get it together, get it together, (laughs) get it together just for five minutes and then you can let it go again. But for five minutes to get it, you know, and and thankfully I was able to comport myself and uh, did not lose the job before I had actually started the job after being hired. Um, And that's kind of how it all started.
0: I feel like with the Kevin and Bean show, though, it would have been par for the course. You'd you'd have been welcomed with even more open arms. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you,
5: have That's, been- you know what? I, you're, had it been anybody Except Frank that called me Who was the straightest arrow that okay. I, And I'm not And that's, it's one of the reasons What made the, the show As great as it was back then Is everyone was a complete jackass Except for him And he sort of kept Everybody in line So I'm guessing he probably Would not want to add One more idiot to the mix <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, of a bunch of idiots back then
0: you, That's true you, you always need that guy Speaking of uh, adding One idiot to the mix uh, Another host of the show Actually just walked in He was running a little late But Ben Garcia is here he snuck in. Joining us also, so we got Ben on, on here also. Hey, Matt.
5: All right, Ben, you're behind. You got to start drinking some of that <laughs> old camp
2: whiskey. I got
0: the whiskey
1: poured and I'm drinking. <laughs> there you go. Get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you mentioned your time in Pepperdine and the kind of ties in with the K Rock days. There's the story about you uh, discovering Sublime. So uh, one is that uh, true, and two, how did that come about?
5: It's not really true. I mean, it's <laughs> it, 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 it certainly so. The the way k-rock operated back then was um... again another great mentor and uh... just you know very fortunate to be in his presence the guy that ran k-rock kevin weatherly was never you know there wasn't that sense of hubris there of i'm the only guy that can decide what music gets on this station and everybody else sucks it was if anyone ever wants to come into our music meetings it is an open door i don't care if there's you know people piling out as many folks as want to come in and listen to music and tell us what they think of these songs or if they have songs they want to bring he was very open with that. So uh, back then, I had befriended some guys from Long Beach uh, who had kind of, you know, being a Midwest guy, had kind of taken me under their wing and were showing me around a little bit and teaching me how to surf and things like that. And so they would share a lot of me. I was a big music guy. And so they would share a lot of music with me. I would share a lot of music with them. I was kind of into Chicago hardcore and industrial music. So I was passing that on to them, and they were floating stuff my way. And one of the records that my friend Joe Dugan gave me was 40 Ounces of Freedom. And in uh, listening to it, it just became my favorite record, um, you know, as someone who was never exposed to that. So I was working in that uh, music office for a while and helping them out in there, along with working at Kevin and Bean just to get some extra hours to make some extra money. And there was a guy in there with me by the name of Zeke, who was a super cool guy. We hit it off immediately. He was also a fan, and we were kind of kicking around what song we wanted to play in the meeting from sublime and wondered whether or not date rape (laughs) would make it past. And you know, if it was too racy. (laughs) Um, and so originally we had kind of thought about maybe playing Evan this other song. And for whatever reason, we just, I don't know how we came to that conclusion, but we decided now, you know, let's play date rape and just whatever happens, happens. And sure enough, we played it immediately. Kevin Weatherly, who who still to this day runs K rock. Um, well, I'll never forget it. He grabbed the CD He walked it down the hall, walked it into the the studio. And this happens occasionally. There's a few, because I was a music director at K-Rock for a little while, too. Um, So I'd say in my time there, um, which probably when it came to music was, I don't know, 15 years or something like that, probably happened maybe five or six times. And this was one of the times where he walked into the studio and said to this guy, John Frost, hey, you're going to play this song next. Um, And I said, well, you know, it says shit, so you're going to have to figure that out. And uh, and this guy, John Frost, was just a master. And he, like, queued up a, a record on a turntable. So, you know, we're talking mid-'90s here. And as soon as, uh, you know, in the lyric, Brad says, the judge knew he was full of shit. He played, like, this drum beat right over it. And that was how he edited it out in the moment. And immediately, as you can imagine, you know, phones went crazy. People oh, yeah. went crazy. Oh, yeah. And the uh, the song was... a. Uh, a big hit. So it wasn't just me. I mean, it was, you know, it was my friend Joe who gave me the record. It was Zeke who worked in that department. I know Tazy was doing a ska show on the station and he was in that music meeting and was like, oh, we got to play this. It's huge in that scene. So it's a big process to get something like that to happen.
1: But that, still, to play to play a part in it is oh cool. Yeah, is, yeah. You that's know, huge. Yeah, he, to play a
5: part in it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. being um, from Long Beach, cool. And I, and I befriended John Phillips, who was their manager, and we ended up working together down the line when I was a Dreamer DreamWorks with uh, Long Beach Dub All Stars. So it was nice to kind of come full circle and and work with those guys on the other side of things too.
0: Please tell me that you use that to pick up chicks. i play,
5: <laughs> <of> course, <laughs> In a bar. Let's <laughs> go to. I discovered some sublime. Yeah, you know, funny and it probably i'm not kidding like it it truly i'm guessing it probably saved my life because i was such a disaster but i had met (laughs) my now wife um and i was a mess in high school too just a a wreck so i was fortunate to meet her second semester of my uh freshman year at Uh, college and just had immediately known yeah this is you know this is this is this is the lady for me, you know, this is my girl. Hopefully I'll be fortunate enough and I won't screw this up like I've screwed everything else up. Yeah. And actually I wouldn't have got that job <laughs> at K-Rock were it not for her. So that worked out too because it was her, uh, one of her sorority sisters that got me the internship in the first place. Said, hey, I know you're into music. My boyfriend works at Polygram. You want to go work there? So, you know, I guess it, it worked out where I wasn't able to cash in with all the chicks and my sublime story. Uh, but you went in the long I, run. It ended yeah. up being okay.
3: That's awesome. Now, uh, sticking with your past, uh, you, Jimmy Kimmel... Adam Carolla, all came out of the Kevin and Bean show. Why do you think so many members of the show went on to do such great things?
5: Well, I think part of it's the other Kevin, Kevin Weatherly at K Rock, who was really, really embraced creativity and allowed you to fail on the air. Try, fail, figure it out. You know, what wasn't quick to pull the plug. If, you know, I mean, I was, obviously I was a 19-year-old kid, so I was totally intimidated when I first got there. Obviously, Jimmy wasn't Jimmy yet. Adam wasn't Adam yet. Yeah, yeah. But it was still Los Angeles radio, and it was super intimidating any time the microphone turned on. Um, so, A, to have that kind of patience and allow people to figure it out without just kind of giving them the boot so quick because it's such a major radio station and, you know, arguably the largest radio market oh, yeah. in the world. So that's part of it, too, um, is that Kevin and Bean, you know, were like that. They, they weren't so insistent on, hey, you're going to write this, and you're going to give it to me, and I'm going to read it. No, it's, hey, you do it. You know, you figure it out, you create the character, you, you know, you yeah. do the voice. And and they were really, you know, they, they really embraced
0: that. I was just going to say, it seemed like you you could feel that as a listener, that that the creativity was like really fostered in that atmosphere that you guys had going.
5: Yeah, I think they were really, they were really good about that. Uh, and again, they would do the same thing. You know, I mean, their name's on the show. So ultimately it goes back to them and they'd let you screw up. And I screwed up a bunch of times. I mean, I got into quite a bit of trouble. Yeah saying stupid crap that I'm sure would get me fired and thrown out of the business forever today. Um, had it happen just from being dumb, you know, young and dumb and, and they just rolled with it and they always got your back and they would say, whatever, dude, get yourself back up, oh, go back awesome. at it. And then they
0: were good that way. It, it is funny. We are so spoiled in LA to have such great quality radio and, and I didn't realize it until I'd, you know, travel literally anywhere else and listen (laughs) to their radio. And you're like, what is this This? crap? What is it? Like, man, we got it good in LA. (laughs) Yeah. You know, what's funny about that too
5: is I think, and I don't know how many people look, I I can tell you how many people, very, 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 very few people are fortunate to have someone like Jimmy be your mentor and help guide you when you're young. Um, And I'll never forget one of the things he said to me, you know, early on was, Hey, just remember, you know, here in Los Angeles, there, you know, because you want to get into this business, the business of entertainment. Just remember, you know, when people are driving to work, they're driving to different jobs, and in most markets, it's the same. There's professionals, there's middle management, there's working class, there's skilled labor. But in LA, you also have producers, directors, uh, studio executives, and they have to listen to something. Hmm. And chances are, yeah. a lot of them are listening to K Rock because that's just the kind of station we are. So yeah. just treat every single day and every single segment. Um, a bit like an audition and just know that people that are in those positions are listening to what you do. Um, And they very well may come away from that, um, you know, from what you do by saying, Hey, I really want to get that guy on our show. And sure enough, you know, that's, that's been the case. I mean, I've booked, you know, a lot of almost all my TVs, obviously, because it's what I did first, right. All my TV stuff that I have, you know, be it NFL network, um, or games on Fox, you know that I've called or Pac-12 Network, but you know even more so, Nathan. For you, Family Guy, American Dad, all that stuff has just come from people hearing me on the radio and saying, "Hey, we want that guy in here." And it's you know it's something that I've always held, you know, kind of uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's a very strong reminder every single day that that microphone goes on.
0: You hear that, guys? You need to step up your game because <laughs> people are listening. All right. Maybe, maybe not. Too. To <laughs> Thank, <right>. Thanks, <laughs> coach. Let me
3: take a shot of whiskey. Hold on. <laughs> all right. So, there you go.
1: I know we, I can continue the K Rock talk and the music talk all day. We are a sports podcast, so we'll try to bring it around at some point. Uh, you mentioned your time at PolyGram and, and, and DreamWorks. Is it true? Again, I'm all about the rumors, I guess. Uh, is it true that you asked for Lakers season tickets as part of your, your job? Uh,
0: application? I did, yeah. Oh, oh I'm so um, glad that one's true. And how, how did that go over? Yeah, <laughs> when I um, when
5: I graduated college, I had two different labels that uh, wanted to hire me. Um, one was um, a place called Polygram Label Group, which underneath the PLG was uh, a label called London. And London Records um, back then was a pretty small label, but a really cool label, a lot of imports out of the UK um, and all over Europe. And some really cool indie rock, like the first record I ever worked for them was Portishead, um, which to this day is one of the best records I ever worked. So I don't know if you guys remember that. It was oh, kind yeah, of absolutely. So, yeah, so that that first Portishead record. So um, Maverick was just starting, and that was, I don't know if you remember, Madonna's label. And they um, they had a band called the Deptones and oh. this little thing called Alanis Morissette. <laughs> um, <laughs> never that, heard was, of her. that was just starting. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we want to hire you. Um, these are the two things that we're going to be pushing, this band, the Deftones, and this girl from Canada named Alanis. And um, and I pretty much was just kind of 50-50. I knew Alanis was going to be huge from the second. As a matter of fact, I remember them playing uh, You Ought to Know for Me, taking that CD back to my then-girlfriend, now-wife's house. She lived with three other girls and saying, you all have to hear this. This this, this is going to be the biggest thing that, that, that in the world and in the next six months, and not a single one of them liked it. Really? I was like, "Uh, (laughs) whatever. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, so I kind of just said, I was like, to the London people, because they were offering me a little bit less money, but I really wanted to stay there. I liked that vibe more. Uh, I just said, hey, if you guys get me Laker tickets, I'm in. And they were like, all right, go get them. So I went and got, uh, yeah, four tickets in Section 21 Row L at the old forum. And, uh, yeah, those
2: were mine. It was pretty great.
1: Oh, great way oh. to be, uh, you know, creative with the ask there. That's, that's a great <laughs> mm-hmm. story. I love that story so much. I wouldn't have so had much. the balls to ask.
5: <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I was young and dumb. Maybe yeah. You just yeah. don't even know any better, right? Let's
0: talk about when you decided to switch your focus more from music and whatnot to, uh, to sports reporting.
5: It was gradual um, because Jimmy had left Kevin and Bean to go do uh, the Man show. And so they tried to replace him with someone else. I don't remember who it was. Um, I, it always happens when I tell the story. It, uh, well, neither
1: does anyone else.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. I guess that's true. But I feel bad because I know um, it's just it was a tough position for yeah. him, you know, to follow with Jimmy. Um, Didn't they
0: do I, – I think I remember them doing like an on-air thing to kind of – Well,
5: that's what happened. So then yeah. – they, so they did an on-air thing. That failed. Um, because the guy they hired from the on-air audition ended up being not so great and yeah. just didn't, didn't. He was fit kind in. of
0: an improv guy, but he, yeah, I, I remember yeah, there was that. something there.
5: Oh, I don't, yeah. but but and I think it was a just performance, and b it just didn't quite click with all the guys, which yeah. is probably the more important part. Sure. Um, and so they said, hey, how would you feel about just so we can actually take our time and find someone long-term to hire? Would you be okay if we paid you, you know, just? could stop here on your way to Dreamworks once a day to do uh, a sports report it's 750 and i said uh let me clear it with the bosses and uh if they're fine with it i'm or maybe it was 650 i don't remember if it was 650 or 750
0: i did it it was um, probably 750 cuz i was never i think it was 750 50. yeah now that i remember
5: so <laughs> and i
4: remember I hearing
0: you on way. Way.
5: i would go in there at like five thirty-six. Uh, do a little stuff in the morning with them and then do my sports report and then just hop in my car and drive to DreamWorks. Um, and I did that for a long time. Uh, I want to say I started doing that in like 98 and, um, or maybe even before that, it might've been even like 96. I started doing that. And that lasted just doing the one sports report a day for like, I don't know, six, seven years. Um until DreamWorks was bought out by Interscope, and I was uh, was part of the you know whole restructuring thing and kind of getting cut out. And it just so happened to line up perfectly with K Rock needing a new music director as well. And that's when I went there full time and was part of you know I was the music director full time, but I was also a full time member of the Kevin and Bean Show then. And I was there at 5 a.m. until 10 a.m. doing multiple sports reports, voices, comedy, things like that as well.
1: Very cool. So cool. So speaking of interviewing, you recently got to interview living legend, Tiger Woods, which was a fantastic interview, by the way. Um, of all the athletes you've met over the years, who were you in the most awe of?
5: Oh, he's definitely at the top. Um, yeah, he, he would have yeah, to be. Especially he's up there. in his presence. I mean, I'm a big soccer yeah. guy, so you know, being able to hang out with Beckham for a full hour was pretty cool as well. Um, I'd say those are the two biggest in-person. Um, and just because all the Lakers stuff was so... I I, I was just so used to it, you know, like it didn't really, when you, when you saw magic, you know, magic kind of not, not that he knew, not that I would say he was a friend or anything, but he knew who I was. So it was Mm -hmm. just very casual. Um, you know, kind of thing. So there was, you couldn't really become overwhelmed by that. Um, just because of the, the atmosphere around you. So yeah, I think just tiger certainly has a presence. Beckham had a presence, um, we talked to Didier Drogba on the phone, and just selfishly, that was super cool for me. Um, That's a soccer
1: player, guys. Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> these, okay.
5: Guys
1: exactly. well yeah, these guys yeah. aren't as well versed. Yeah, these guys aren't as well versed.
5: But we happen to talk to him <laughs> right at the World Cup, so. Uh. Um, and that was like at the time when Ivory Coast was in a civil war and they had kind of had this ceasefire and he was telling the story about how they came up with the idea that they could maybe stop the violence because of the world cup. And they were using soccer as a vehicle. So it was this really heavy, super cool interview. Um, but yeah, I'd say Tiger is probably, it, I don't think it gets bigger than that. Cause you can <laughs> argue that, you know, I mean, even to this day, he's probably the most recognized athlete around the world. Or it at least is one unbelievable. of the three or four.
1: I think ESPN did something where they did the most dominant. And I think he was voted most dominant and you can't argue it.
2: Yeah. He has to be for like a 10 year period. He won almost everything he entered. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, I think
5: that's probably why you kind of, and I think because, you know, he was so closed off to the media for so long. Um, and now he's getting to be a little bit more open, but he doesn't really do stuff like that. And for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, you know, he bought in, you know, the people that were around him are like, Hey, I think you'll like these guys. It's a totally different kind of interview. Um, you know it's probably not going to be the same generic question so give it a go and, and he was great he was young he out with us for about 5 minutes before um probably a good 5 to 10 minutes after they actually had to kind of drag him away they're like come on man we got other stuff we got to get you to do i that's had awesome a <laughs> buddy of mine who gave me an old program from when he cuz he was a big time amateur golfer here in long beach yeah. and um Tiger was flipping through it. and It was really funny just to watch him. I remember he stopped at this one page and he looked at this kid. He's like, oh, I totally remember that guy. He hit it farther <laughs> than everyone. He had like the longest drives, and he was trying to remember the kid's name. It was really funny um, to kind of just be... In, it's this is going to sound like I'm really washing his balls, but just to kind of be in the presence of someone of that caliber and kind of watching them drop their guard and really get excited about stupid things like we all do. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah.
3: And absolutely.
1: That was, and that was a funny thing too, you know, being selfish as a local guy to hear him talk about the local courses around here and just yeah. Tiger Woods is talking about these courses. It's, yeah. That was yeah. really cool.
5: Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the video part of it, um, cause they recorded it as well. So you can get it on the website. Um, but you can just see him light up. I mean, he was geeked to talk about it. it he remembered it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know if I, if we, if you know, if we're fortunate enough to get it again, I'm going to go back there with, you know, Skylinks and Hartwell, yeah. and I'm just going to start running through the other ones because yeah. I'm sure he's
0: got you know stories <laughs> yeah.
5: about all of them as well. I, we obviously couldn't do all of them, so I just kind of did the big four. Um, but yeah, that was really really cool.
0: That that's awesome. All right, so you can check Tiger Woods off of your interview list who else is at the top of your interview list if you could interview any athlete well we almost interviewed lebron once
5: um we were scheduled to interview him david vasay was our producer then who's now our intrepid dodger reporter he went down to san diego uh we were told that we were going to get the only phone interview with him so we did a tv interview uh hands on the phone and lebron is like who am i talking to and uh, he says, uh, "Petros and Matt." And he's like, "All right." And then he, you can hear him in the background saying that, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, when he hands the phone, he goes, "Oh, is this on radio? Oh, I don't do radio." And he uh-huh. handed him the phone <laughs> bag and hung oh, no. <laughs> up. So that's the closest we ever got. To, uh, and and I, who knows how good that interview <laughs> right, would be, right? So
4: yeah.
5: I think you know that's the key: is you want to interview, you want to interview someone that's a good subject, right? And um, wants to be it's, there. It's, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think that's kind of why the Tiger thing worked so well. It was clear after the first couple questions he wanted. Like, even just from that first question, I don't know if you remember, when we were just talking about the clubs that he was using, and he's like, you know, it was a Taylor, and I was like, was it a bubble? He's like, no, 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 it wasn't a bubble, man. Remember, before the (laughs) bubble, there was, and you could just see him kind of get excited about that. Um, So I think that's kind of what you're always looking at. Like, Don Mattingly was a big one for me, even though he was the, you know, I think most people in town just think of him as a pretty – so-so manager of the Dodgers. I mean, it's Donnie freaking baseball, um, you know, and for someone who's my age, I mean, he was the best player in baseball for a couple of years. And he was on the Yankees. So like that was really cool to be around him for, you know, an hour at a time when we do those long form kind of inside the locker room things, they always end up
2: going really well. Yeah. And with the long form, you can really get into, you know, things that you wouldn't normally ask, you know, the right. not the superficial questions, but the ones that you, people really want to know. Yeah.
0: Why, yeah. That's why Adam Carolla is so great at his podcast, yeah. is he, he, he's even better, you know, when he's not in the, the restrictions yeah. of, you know. Yeah, commercials anything. and time yeah, exactly. and all that.
5: Yeah, that. Yeah. It's so, one of the great things about podcast, I mean it's why, you know, I was like, oh, Mark Barron's so great at interviewing. Well, yeah, he's got an hour yeah, and a captive yeah. <laughs> audience because yeah. they're in a garage and there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's a it's a really, it's a great benefit. I mean, hell, what we're doing right now, and what are we on, 30 minutes almost? It's like, yeah. it's yeah. great. It flies <laughs> by yeah, because there's by no like- interruptions.
0: Having said that, we got to cut to commercial break real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Forget the commercials. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, man, that whiskey coming, guys? It's oh, oh, going we're, on great. It's going down we're nice. Yes. <laughs> all um, right.
3: You are the official uh, play-by-play guy for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Congrats all, on that, yeah, by the congrats. way. That's, that's well a big done. deal. Thanks, man. And in that's all great. honesty, uh, we spend a good amount of time giving the Chargers a lot of grief. Now, do you defend Los Angeles Chargers to the skeptics?
5: Um, I don't know if I would say I defend them. Um, I kind of, you know, I look at the Chargers as, uh, I guess the way that I would defend them is saying, are, are they entertaining? You know, when you watch a Charger game, are you entertained? Well, because not, the ultimately, fr-
2: not, not the first four games of the season. <laughs> no,
5: certainly. Uh, that was, although I guess it was kind of entertaining, entertaining to see how they were going to lose the next yeah, one. That's, you that's know, true. To some degree, because it was quite dramatic how right. they let those things go. That's true. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I, I think the one thing I do defend um, is the stu- is StubHub Center. Um, it's it's the best venue. And look, guys, you know, before I had the Charger job, I called games. Uh, you know, I called a game a week for Westwood One for Compass Media Network um, all over the country. So I've, I've been to just about every single NFL venue. Nothing's close to StubHub Center. It's not even close. Um, how much better that venue is than any other venue around. Um, because you just there you'll never ever have a chance to experience football like you do at a home charger game. And I think that's why even if they win a Super Bowl and the way, you know, and I know their season ticket and now I'm gonna sound like I'm defending them, you know, their season <laughs> ticket wait list is now longer than their season ticket holders um after they had a nice run last year. But I also think that's a big part because people are trying to get in for these next two years because they've heard everybody who's gone talk about how great it is but i also think it's a reason why it's still going to have a ton of opposing fans because yeah no matter who comes through you know la i mean it, it's it, it's a relocation you know it, it's relocation central in the united states so you yeah. have all these people um that are expats from well not expats but you know <laughs> from <laughs> other places yep. that still hold with their their favorite nfl teams and they're going to pay the premium i had buddies i have two or three friends um, that told me they sold their Charger tickets to Raider fans because they got 500 bucks a piece for them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So $500, $500 a piece for yeah. these things because they want to experience it. So that's, I'd say more than anything, that's what I defend, is that for people that want to crap on the stub up Center and, oh, they can't even play in a major league stadium, it's like, hey, dumbass, it's the best <laughs> freaking environment yeah. you yeah. will ever be in to watch an NFL game, yeah. so take advantage of it before it's gone.
1: <laughs> as, a, as a Galaxy fan, that warms my heart.
5: <laughs> no, there you go but then, and I think that's the thing like Pete because you know I went to see I've, I've been to Galaxy game, ma- matches uh, and, and the different like so think about the difference in, and you're probably going to be upset now uh, <laughs> after being having your heart warmed yeah. but just think about the difference when you go to see an MLS match and then when you get to some of those friendlies when the international oh, yeah. team starts taking it yes. seriously Absolutely. and you're just like holy crap I'm watching Real Madrid right now with 20,000 people and this is insane yeah. like and that's then you multiply that by 10 because of the violence yes. and the collisions <laughs> and the speed of the NFL. And that's what makes it so crazy that it's actually happening. That like, holy crap, who signed off on this and how lucky are we that they did?
1: Speaking of that, you know, I'm a soccer guy. I try to do my best to kind of defend soccer. Uh, soccer gets a bad rap. So this kind of goes in that same vein as the Chargers question. Uh, what What would you say to, in, in defense of soccer?
5: Man, I guess I would say that <laughs> More than any other sport, I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't think you ride an emotional roller coaster in any other sport like you do in soccer, in watching a match. You know, uh, it, it, there's just, for whatever reason, because scoring is at such a premium, yet scoring opportunities feel like they're ever present, there's just this great push and pull of emotions when you watch a match, um, especially. And, you know, when you get to those highest levels, when you're fighting for a top-four spot in the Premier League or you're fighting to get into the Champions League or you're in the Champions League, whatever it may be, every possession um, is so consequential to the outcome because those scoring opportunities are so few and far between when you get a legitimate scoring opportunity. So there is something about recognizing the movement of the ball and seeing whether or not one of those rare opportunities are going to develop, and when they do, if in fact that team can take advantage of it, um, and I think for, you know, and I think the, the toughest thing to convey to someone is that it's not about the score. You know, yes. you, oh, well, it's such a boring sport. Yeah. Who the hell cares about a sport where there's only one, you know, one nothing really? Well, yeah, but that's you know, the goal is the smallest part of soccer. You know, the the ball is in constant motion. So just think about baseball, you know, and how often there is zero action or football after single play, you know, it's the closest, you know, basketball is the only thing that's remotely close to it because right. the ball essentially is always
0: moving. It really is um, true. It, and it, it, even if you're not a soccer fan and you watch the world cup, which is me, uh, <laughs> try and find a time to go to the bathroom. There's no time right. to, to go downtime. to the bathroom. Any other sport, there's plenty of time downtime. when you can escape to go to the bathroom. In a soccer game, you can't. Right.
5: Exactly. Yeah. Even basketball. I mean, there are TV timeouts, there's team timeouts, yeah. uh, you know, foul shots, doesn't happen in soccer for the most part. I mean, that ball is always moving.
1: And you made a great point. I've watched uh, a zero-zero tie be much more exciting than a five-zero victory, just because of the intensity, right. When oh, yeah. you get two good teams playing against each other.
5: Yeah, and yeah. I think the other thing too is, um, and I know obviously not everybody can afford to do it, but you know, I was I was fortunate enough to to be able to live overseas um, for a semester when I was in college, and you just you can feel the importance of these yes. teams in these neighborhoods. Um, and that's kind of what started, you know, that's what ultimately got me into it back in 1993, I think it was when I lived in Florence, Italy, and just how important Fiorentina was. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a really cool thing to experience.
0: That's awesome. Money, you have been so kind to take all this time with us. If you don't mind, though, since we've we've hardly kind of covered on any topical things, we do a segment on here called Gut Check, Ugh. where you just kind of give your gut reaction to the question. You don't have to explain it out, but if you wouldn't mind, we have a few a few questions sure. we'd like to just throw at you. No need to elaborate, or you can if you want, but uh, it's just your gut reaction and, and what you think. Okay. All right? Okay. Got it. Got it. How long before the Lakers make the playoffs again? Two years. I agree with that. Yeah,
5: yeah. I don't think I don't think they're getting LeBron. I think they may get uh, Paul George. They may not. But I, I think 2019 is probably the year that they make the jump. 2019,
2: 2020. And, and, I, I and like we, it. we made the argument on the pod that I don't think that LeBron would be the right thing for the direction of this team. So, but I, so I, I'm completely in agreement with that with that answer.
5: Yeah. I, no, listen, I disagree with that part of it. I, 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 I promise, but, like, oh. think for every team and any team. I would mu- I would love to be able to watch him a bunch of times a year on the
0: court yeah. before he retires. So. Ben's in the minority. And I was podcast. gonna say, hearing
1: yeah. you agree with Ben also warms my heart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> disagree. Yeah. with Ben, with ben. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Will Shohei Otani be as advertised this season? Well, if
5: spring training is as If <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's an indication, no, then.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose we should I, I'm gonna go with No, I think there's going to be an adjustment period there. You think um, he'll come around? It's, I do, and and that's not really me giving you my opinion because what the hell do I know about that transition? It's just the people that I talk to that, that I trust. Uh, they think he's got some great raw talent. Uh, it's just that he's got to make some adjustments. And, you know, between the culture shock and the settling in and the, diff, you know, the angels trying to accommodate him with this six-man rotation and learning hitters and all of these things. Um, I think, I, I hope that they take it slow with him and that his team allows him to take it slow and they can let him develop a little bit more because it's, you know, from the people that I, that I hear from, you know, he's not ready to hit major league pitching yet. Um, and the pitching, they think he might be okay, no matter, you know, yes, it's been a mess so far in the spring, but they seem to be had a lot more confidence in that. But I think the big fear is that his hitting is so bad that the whole, you know, player that hits and pitches, you know, uh, day in and day out it will never happen because the hitting will be so bad from the onset. So that's, that's my only fear is that they rush it. And they've got to have him their opening day because people are excited
0: and he's yeah. just not ready for it. That is that is tough. Okay, biggest concern for the Dodgers this season?
5: I'll go. I'll go the bullpen. Yeah, it's, you know I think Ben, even, ben agrees with I, you. I, yeah, yeah, thank you, Ben. <laughs> even though, um, <laughs> even though we should, we probably shouldn't second guess. You know Andrew Friedman and Farhan Idi and their whole team because they've done it every single year. Yep. You know whether it's Joe Bland or Brennan Morrow, whomever it may be. Right it's just hard to it, i don't know it's just hard for me to say okay they're going to do it again they're going to they're going to get those those bargains and they're going to come around and and i think ultimately when you look at the rotation there guys are going to go down guys are going to have short outings and i just wonder whether or not the bridge to kenley is going to be as strong as it was last year um, with what they had with how great marl was yeah that um, that, that, was, just, that hurt him leaving yeah, I did. Um, but at the same time, I understand. Their position's like, whatever. We do it every year. We find <laughs> these guys. We're good. You know, yeah. we're not giving the guy $10 bucks a year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that would probably be – I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried about the starters um, just because it's Clayton at the top. And, and if you have one of those guys, you know, not to mention how we well, you know what I think of Rich Hill. So, if you got a one, two, whatever, three, four, and five, you can figure out. So, that would yep. probably be my number one concern. And it's a small one, by the way.
0: Yeah, Agreed. Who has a better record next season, the Chargers or the Rams?
5: I'm going to go Chargers um, <laughs> just because I think the Rams are gonna I think they're gonna struggle with that first place schedule. Yep. I think they're uh, because now. they play they play the AFC West um, you know and then you get those two games in there. So they're going to end up playing two first place teams whereas the Chargers have the the fortune of getting two second place teams which I think – think if I, remember, I don't remember who they are now but I think just the way the schedule like, although you know now that I think about it the, the Seahawks are waving the white flag who the heck knows what the Cardinals are going to be yeah are the 49ers ready to really mm, man I think it's going to be damn close I think it's going to be yep. damn close well, but I, I have a lot I mean look, you, you, uh, sure of course it's a bias I wouldn't say it's not but <laughs> I mean the the, the fact that, that they you know they closed who the season by in? winning nine of their last 12 keeping that entire team intact and adding, talented. you know, one of the best centers in the league to what was probably their weakest point of that offensive line, which is a pretty darn good unit. Um, I just got a lot of faith. And and I think the AFC West is a mess. You know, I don't know if Gruden's ready yet. Right. I'm hearing, you know, hit and miss there. The Broncos obviously think Case Keenum's going to, you know, Case Keenum, Phillip Rivers, okay, let's go by quarterbacks. We know how that is. You got a rookie essentially in Kansas City. So I just think it lays out, very nicely for the, uh, the Chargers to win the AFC West division. Um, and I think probably the same for the Rams um, with the additions they made. I think they're going to be all right as well.
2: Like the one it. thing that the Rams won't be able to do this year, though, is sneak up on people like the way, the way they did That's last That's true. You
5: know, and, and I think the other thing there, too, is um, you know, are, are we – I don't know. I guess it's just hard for me to, to get rid of the idea of Jared Goff in his first year <laughs> yes. is what a mess he was <laughs>
4: Agreed. That's um,
5: fair. and, and kind of, you know, the struggles he had a little bit there in that playoff game um, and whether or not there's enough tape there where he's really that guy, you know, I just, I look at Carson Wentz last year and I look at Jared Goff and everyone's like, well, you know, you can't say they made the wrong choice. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I see a quarterback that is so much better than Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. You know, that's just me. Um, I, I see him quarterback that's so much better in Carson Wentz, I should say. Than Jared Goff, uh, I, I don't. I think there is a a pretty good chunk of separation between those two guys that I would much rather have Wentz on my team um, as my quarterback than Goff. So that would be my one, you know, the two concerns: one, first place schedule; two, you know, is Goff really that good? Um, and maybe he is. You know, I, I certainly he think is. I, that highly of <laughs> Sean McVay.
0: We'll, we'll find yeah. out. Yeah, there's the Homer for yeah. you. All right, your fantasy football league is drafting tomorrow, and you have the first pick. Who are you taking? I think I'd probably still take Lev Bell.
5: Yeah. Um, can't go yeah well I, think, I, mean, I think it comes down to probably Lev, you know, I mean, I think it's, what, three, maybe four players, Lev Bell, Todd Gurley. Um, and I think that plays into my Todd Gurley belief, you know, yeah. that, hey, they're probably going to take, they're going to try to take as much as they can, I think, off of golf, you know, especially with a better defense. Um, with that secondary, if they get in Dominican too, you know, I, I think you could end up saying, you know, say, "Hey man, just limit our mistakes as much as possible." Yep. Get even more touches to Gurley. Yep. Um, so I, I think it's either Bell, Gurley, you know, David Johnson. If you believe in the whole, hey man, he had a whole year off to to not get dinged up. He's going to be a monster this year, even if they don't have a quarterback. Yep. Um, or maybe Zeke Elliott, same sort of thing. So I think those are probably your four players that are in the they're running for number Whoa. one.
2: Marshawn Lynch isn't in, in there? <laughs> <laughs> ben, sure. Ben's a Raiders fan. I'm
5: kidding. There we go. Yeah, hey, I love guys in my fantasy league that draft with their emotions. Oh, yeah, their sure. oh, they're yeah. my favorite guys.
2: I, that's why I, ho- I hire a GM to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: you go. Alright, last one. How long before Ari flip-flops and goes and takes Becca back? Oh boy, you're
5: asking <laughs> the wrong guy. At first I thought you said Artie, and I'm thinking of Artie Moreno. Okay, oh, flip-flops nah. And who is did he it say did he say
0: only, Becker? Only because you're, uh, yeah, no, I you're with you. Petrus every day that uh, we <laughs> we figured that we'd throw the bachelor <laughs> no, question out one. there. Uh,
5: it's a good one. Now see I thought he was I thought he took Becca. I didn't no no, he had Becca, then he did – yeah, see I'm, <laughs> yeah. i just get excited I, when people start crying yeah, and Lauren
0: and real, <laughs> yeah. I'm embarrassed I go. even know it. I, I My fiancé, who oh, this is the first year Embrace. I've... Uh, yeah. Embrace <laughs> it. Oh, <laughs> Lean
1: in. That's it, what we it, say. It,
0: it kind of sucks you in. I'm, I'm sitting there and she's got it on and you can't help but... Get sucked into that awful, awful show.
5: <laughs> I've been very fortunate that uh, the wife doesn't watch it. None of my daughters watch it, so I uh, I am able to avoid it yeah. until I get to work. Yeah, until you get former to work with the former captain of the football team has to foist uh, it upon me.
1: <laughs> of all places. Oh, awesome! Right? Yeah, I've got one final gut check question. Yeah. What's the number to the Secret Testosterone line? Oh, that I could
5: <laughs> oh. All right. that, so I, I heard we'll get yeah. it off yeah, the that air is, uh, that's uh, what i heard this yeah. march we're, so boys, we're four money. months away yeah. <laughs> yeah i had to ask yeah, right you will be able to get that in uh in four it. months oh. i think you can actually google it though i do believe it is up uh i believe you can google search that nice and you will uh you will get it but now i am uh that hey if you Company want to give out, you know the, the fact he gives out his own phone number is just insane to me oh, yeah. and uh he, he does so you know God bless him uh, that is not something I'd be willing to do That for <laughs> yeah. sure uh,
0: That's great. I love it Money thank you so much for uh, taking the time with us really I mean this this uh, this was huge we we really enjoyed oh, time yeah. with you and taking so much time with us there's 45 minutes yeah, we apologize all good, man. I'm
5: happy we could, uh, could finally put it together I know we had a couple hiccups there along the way but Eric thanks for reaching out Jeff and Darren appreciate yeah. it man thank uh, you maybe yeah, we'll be able absolutely. to do it again down the line huh
1: yeah we'll get you in Anytime. studio get some of this whiskey going
0: <laughs> Yeah, there hey you
5: guys better finish it now you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. hold to your word
0: <laughs> yeah money money said we had to <laughs> anything you want to you plug or, or mention follow you on Twitter No, I think you hit it all
5: you know we yeah. do the uh, Petros money every day two to six um AM 570 the uh the NFL fantasy live actually there's a show floating around out there so if you punch it into your DVR we just taped one today. Um, about the uh, the free agency and movement, and you know what you ought to do to adjust your draft boards, and we'll probably be doing another one uh, in May after the draft, and and you know that's that, and uh, yeah, whatever with the Rams, let's go Chargers, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
0: let's go Rams. <laughs> I love that. it, Matt Money Smith. Thank <laughs> well you, so much. thanks, really Matt. appreciate right, <laughs> it. Thanks again. Have a good night. We'll you got it. You Thanks to for you. having me, Matt Money Smith. How about that? Oh. That, was, that was great. That was he took great. Twenty really five minutes with us. Oh. Vic, what a guy. Vic, what did you think about it? I'm too busy crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Vic missed the whole thing cuz he had to work entirely. No, but thing. you guys
3: did a great job. And, and you know, I'm I'm proud of you guys. Really yeah. proud of you guys. That was really cool. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, can't
0: thank him enough.
1: Oh, that was great. Yeah. 45 minutes, had some great insight. Great guy, yeah. Defended the Chargers, defended soccer. Yeah. Talked about StubHub Center. I,
0: I'm disagreed with Ben. I was going to say how did you that was great. That was great. Every time a guest who
2: knows his stuff <laughs> right. disagrees with Ben. And I'll go on record that he knows the stuff way better than I do. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe all of us combined. Wow. Yeah, that's, pretty that's much.
0: Huge. Ben never concedes that. <laughs> <No>. the, the, <laughs> the, the dude's smart, man. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, let's get out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're on Facebook. Reddit, all of those you can get us on. Are we on Reddit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Reddit. Okay. We haven't posted uh, anything yet, but we're on <laughs> <laughs> The website's guysinshorts.com. We have a store up there. You can leave a voicemail for us, 562-450-3356. And find us on all your favorite podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Is Stitcher still a thing? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah any of them. We're, we're on Yeah, the we're SoundCloud. there. We're there. Yeah. Share, review, subscribe. All of that good stuff.
1: And if you're if you're listening tonight, and today is Thursday, March twenty second. If you're catching our episode fresh, I am going to be back on Corner of the Galaxy tonight, oh. live show at seven p.m. So wow. check us out. Oh wow! On
3: YouTube. Yeah, if with, this
1: if this money with, interview didn't fall through, I was going to go. <laughs>
3: I was going to go running running
1: to Josh Gessman asking for a job as a podcaster. I Hate those guys. Oh
0: man! Well done, Hammer. You know what? Well done, Hammer. Man of the hour. Love it. All right. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, the man, the legend. I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week.